If you are part of the LGBTQ community or an affirming parent and you're experiencing rejection from family, we are so sorry. It has nothing to do with you. It reveals everything about them and nothing whatever about you. And you certainly don't deserve it. So let's talk about how you can respond to non-affirming dysfunctional family, how to protect yourself and your heart. Would it be okay if I were to tell you that I am afraid someday? So I call you up and you call me down. Would it be okay? Well, hello and welcome to the Freed Hearts podcast, episode 30. We're so glad you're here. Really humbled and grateful that you are listening faithfully. And uh, or first time listener, welcome, 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 welcome. <laughs> Whether you're first time or or long time, we're glad you're here. My name is Robert Cottrell. I'm here as always with... Susan Cottrell. We'll have to switch that sometimes where you, you do that part. And All right. I'll be Susan. <laughs> much better looking. But I want your hair. Um, so we are here today to talk about dealing with dysfunctional family rejection. <laughs> it's going to be one of those light episodes. Yeah, uh, yeah. But no, but it's going to be a really good, powerful episode and... We're going to talk about dealing with dysfunctional family rejection. You know, there's a moment out there when a child says, mom, dad, I'm gay or I'm bisexual or I'm not sure, or that you know in the deepest places of your soul that the gender you see in the mirror is different from what you feel and know in your heart. And you come out, you reveal that to your parents. It can be a sacred, it should be a sacred moment for parents to celebrate that the life they gave their child will be lived authentically or not. And a parent's response in that moment and in the many moments that follow will impact a child's life more than you can ever imagine. But the reality is that that impact will be for good or for bad or for hurt. Unfortunately, we hear about the bad experiences every day, usually from LGBTQ people whose parents did not respond well, which is usually fueled by religious beliefs, and they're dealing with this dysfunctional family rejection. And... Also, how messed up is that, that this is fueled by by God and religious beliefs in some way? That's just so weird to me, and that God is love, love is... We sing about that, we sang about that for years in church, loving God, amazing come grace, as you are. come as you are, and then we toss that out in the, in the dump in the moment this happens, um, and we misuse God and abuse the truth to justify condemnation, rejection, and shaming. And the result of that, honestly, is devastating and it's indefensible. 25% of all LGBTQ people, I'm sorry, homeless youth, became homeless the same day that they came out to their their Christian parents. 57% of transgender youth without supportive parents attempt suicide. When even one parent is supportive, that number drops to 4%. Self-harm, depression, substance abuse, suicide. The core issue that fuels all of that is faith-based family rejection. And again, it's absolutely disgusting and devastating and deadly. And you have to do a lot of scriptural gymnastics, religious gymnastics to respond that way. And the truth is that it has absolutely nothing to do with scripture or God, and it is indefensible. If you're a parent listening to this and you still struggle, um, our advice to you 
is is actually pretty simple, aside from reach out to us and let us go on the journey, but is err on the side of love and trust God with the rest. You will never, ever, ever regret loving, quote, too much, if you can even do that. You will never regret that. And again, reach out to us at freedhearts.org, and we will go on this journey with you. You are not alone. If you're part of the LGBTQ community and you're experiencing that kind of rejection from a parent or another family member, we're sorry. We're so sorry. It has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with you. It reveals everything about the other person and reveals absolutely nothing about you. Know in your heart that you do not in any way whatsoever deserve that. And if that is you, what what do you do? Now, you may be part of that community. You may also be a parent who's an affirming parent who's receiving that kind of rejection from um, someone in your family as well. So if, if that's you, if you're dealing with dysfunctional family rejection, how do you respond? How do we respond? How do we protect ourselves and our hearts in this. So yes, great. You, you have great something question. special for us. Today. I do. I got a letter, an email from somebody. I want to read it. Uh, and and just hear this if you're a parent or the LGBTQ person. Um, I just love kind of dealing with this here. So she wrote, my name is Josette. I love all of your podcasts. I love your book, Mom, I'm Gay, and I'm currently enjoying your True Colors book. Now I'm really struggling with my family and I need some advice. My parents are regular churchgoers and they're non-affirming. My dad's dad was a Baptist preacher and my mom went to church every Sunday growing up. I hate to talk bad about anyone, but my parents are judgmental. Any chance they get, they talk about people being fat, gay, disgusting, etc. I've known I was gay since I was 13. I'm now 31. I dated guys my entire life to try to please my family, but I became more and more depressed. I couldn't go on like that anymore. I finally came out to my parents last May. Now I have a girlfriend and I've never been happier, but my parents are taking it extremely hard and are being very mean. They told me I'd better not tell my 90-year-old grandparents because they'll have a heart attack and die. My mom says she has severe panic attacks now and can't wrap her head around any of this. I sent her your book, Mom, I'm Gay, and she said she's having, quote, immense trouble with it. My dad told me something's off balance with my hormones and I need shock therapy. He he said he won't support me having a, quote, test tube baby. I'm now living with my girlfriend and my parents refused to meet her. They said they love me unconditionally and continue to invite me over but they won't have anything to do with my girlfriend and they've known I'm gay for a year. I'm sure you've heard stories like this from thousands of people, but I don't know where to go from here. I don't want to lose the relationship with my parents, family, because I've always been very close with them, but they refuse to acknowledge my life. Do you have any advice for me or anything I could offer to help them? Thank you for reading this. Wow, that's what what a letter. Powerful, powerful. powerful and you know what? We get that kind of thing a lot. Yes, a lot. unfortunately. A, a version of that story. Yes. A lot. Yes. So did you answer? I did. <laughs> really? I, I did. <laughs> I enjoyed it, and um, I, I love to answer things like this. So I said, <laughs> Josette, yes, I do get this question a lot because it's so common. Because the non-affirming church trains people to be like your parents. Really. 
It is not talking bad about someone to name what they're doing and to name how who they've revealed themselves to be. This is just an honest appraisal of the situation. So here's my question. What do you not want to lose? What exactly is the relationship with your parents? They don't accept you as you are as you are. They need think you need shock therapy, which do I need to say is completely damaging, inhumane, and unethical. They refuse to accept your life as you're now living it. They refuse to meet, acknowledge, let alone love your partner. They won't even consider the years you've sacrificed dating men in your grasping attempt to try to be who they wanted you to be. What exactly would you be losing? I mean, that is a real question. Here's what I think you don't want to lose. The ideal of the family that should be, that we have a reasonable right to expect family to be, and the family you thought you had, not the reality of what you do have. That's the hardest thing to face. But that's the thing we have to face to move forward. What you and the countless others in this same situation do not have is a healthy family, a safe family, where you're safe to be who you are as you are. What you don't have is a family you can hold on to when things get tough. What you don't have is a family you hoped and were right to hope would be there for you as they were meant to be. That is the reality. And it is very hard to admit because it is a significant loss. Your family to be unsafe, unreliable, unloving, they are loving. No, not without conditions. To admit all that is hard to get your head around. And I'll tell you why. When children experience abuse in the home, they will turn themselves inside out to fix it. If they can just behave well enough, if they can just say and do the right things, then dad will stop beating them. Then mom will stop yelling. Then the parents will get back together. You see, children automatically do this because it helps them retain some illusion of agency, of control over their lives. The alternative is to say, my family has issues that have nothing to do with me and I can't change them or fix them. That's the truth. But to admit that, even to yourself, is too threatening. A child who says, yeah, I can't change them, means they may be sitting in another 5, 8, 12 years before they can get out. See? (laughs) So they may as well spend those years trying to change something they can't actually change. That's the subconscious trying to protect you. And if you are at home still waiting so you can get out of the house so you can be who you are, my heart goes out to you. Don't give up, please. Don't lose heart. Know that your day will come. But if you're an adult already, maybe you've been out of the house for a long time, yet you're still trying to gain your parents' approval by your, quote, good behavior. Well, that's what you have to break free from. The first thing is to admit that your family is unhealthy. It's dysfunctional. Maybe you thought it was healthy, but then you came out or got pregnant or otherwise moved beyond the conditions of their unconditional love, what you thought was unconditional love, and revealed that it never really was healthy. 
That is a profound loss of a family you know is possible. Maybe you've seen it with others. It's the family you deserve to have. It would have served you well to have, but you don't in fact have it. Own that. And then grieve that loss with all your heart. And let me just say, you did not make your family dysfunctional or unhealthy by being who you are. You only revealed it to be that. It's an important distinction for you to know. Grieve that loss with all your heart. Then recognize the family you actually do have. It's dysfunctional. It's codependent. It won't open its box to save its life. And it takes no responsibility for its dysfunction. Instead, it blame shifts. It's tough because you probably have some sweet memories and you want some more of that, of course. But that's not what this is now. Mom has panic attacks because you're gay? No, that's on her, babe, not on you. Your grandparents are going to have a heart attack and die if you tell them, please. I don't believe that for a moment. But can I say, if it did happen, it would be on them, not on you? Seriously, Christians of this type are so fragile. What have they been going to church for all these decades? To become more fragile, more skittish, more put off by real people? are different from them. And they're taught this is what Jesus came for. Give me a break. Ain't nobody got time for that. (laughs) Because let's be very clear, it's not your job to keep the peace in the family. You can't. You dated men for years and it didn't fix anything. You didn't cause this dysfunction and you can't fix it. No more than you could have when you were six. No. You revealed the dysfunction. You revealed the limits of their safety, their protection, their love, their worldview, their ability to cope, their healthy function. And the Bible these churchgoers and pastors claim to follow tells them to love without condition, to accept people as they are, to sacrifice themselves, even their lives, let alone their self-serving beliefs for those they're supposed to love. They're not interested. They put on a good front, but their attitudes and worldviews are rotten inside. And they have the nerve to turn that on you? You who is just trying to do the best you can in the world? No. You think I'm being harsh? Jesus had names for people like this. Fools, blind guides, hypocrites, snakes, unmarked graves. People walk on and don't even know it pretty well-kept tombs full of dead men's bones, and I could go on. (laughs) And instead of learning this in our churches, they're instead being told how wrong you are. So here are the steps to admit the family you don't have, to grieve the loss of the family you don't have, to acknowledge the family you actually do have, and then move on with your life. Because to move on is the only way for you to find your own life and health. But what if they change, you wonder, and maybe you want to hang out for that reason? No, they'll let you know. If they find their way to true mental health, they'll find you and let you know. But what if they don't change? (laughs) It's even a tougher question. Then there's nothing you can do. I know. You want to hang around and help them change, but you can't. How long have you been trying? And then go and enjoy your life with your partner, 
or your hope for a partner if you don't have one. That's where your future is. Your future is not in sweeping up the shrapnel of a war waged against the LGBTQ community in church. No, reclaim your heart. You'll need it to move into the beautiful life that's ahead of you. You'll thank me. (laughs) With all my love, Susan. Yeah, you know, that was actually your response. Everything you just read was your response. And you do read and respond to these emails. I do. That that come through. And that's where sometimes I see the huge impact that you're having um, and it seems like it's, it's uh, and it is, it's a lot of time to, to put into time. one response. But mm-hmm. that response, that life that is impacted, the ripple effect of that is just immeasurable. And, and we talk about it sometimes here on the podcast, but that's yeah. your, that was your response and that's amazing. I want to go back and ask you to summarize the, the part where you start. So here are the steps. Can you say those, yeah. that, so those here steps are the steps. again? To admit the family you don't have, you got to admit it to yourself. To grieve the loss of the family you don't have. To acknowledge the family you actually do have in all its brokenness. And then to move on with your life. Because to move on is the only way to find your own life and health. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, yeah, to move on to love and be loved as you deserve. Yes. You know, and just a little side note, if you are in this situation and you're looking for chosen family, we actually do have resources. We have chosen family resources. And yes. if you if you are in the situation and you're looking for stand-in family, parents, siblings, chosen family, please reach out to us yes. at freedhearts.org and we will get you connected. Yes. So that was Josette's letter. Mm-hmm. And your response. Mm-hmm. And you know what? We have an update. We do have an update. We have an update. So what happened? I was really <laughs> surprised so exciting. by Exciting. We have an update. She said, good morning, Susan. Just an update for you. I took your advice and it went great. I told my parents I would not be coming for Easter and they were furious. They said some nasty things to me and I ended up hanging up on them. <laughs> she never would have done that before. She said, a few hours later, my dad tried to reach back out to me and left a voicemail telling me he needs me to call him back. So I called back and he said that he and my mom talked and decided they want to meet my girlfriend the next morning for breakfast. Wow. So we went to their house the next morning and stayed for a few hours. Then my dad invited us over for dinner that same night, along with my grandparents (laughs) and sister and her family. And they all loved her. Of course they did. They invited us to Easter dinner with them as well. So we saw my family three times in a matter of days. I am still in shock and so happy. I think they realized I was not backing down and they needed to change or they were going to lose me. Wow. Thank you for your your encouragement and support. Wow. That, that, that That is amazing. You... Was that you stood up yes. for yourself and you said, you know what? I am going to live true to who I am. Yes. My authentic life, which honestly is every parent's dream, yes. really. When and, they're not afraid, yep, it's their dream. Yes. And you stood up for that. So so kudos to you. Yes. Um, as you're a badass. Kudos <laughs> to you. Great job. Um, hey, we're cursing now here on Free Guards Podcast. Um 
We could do worse. Um, <laughs> Not really. You're okay. And He's okay. What did the parents do? They opened their box and all heaven broke loose. Yes. That's all they did was yes. they opened their box and all heaven broke loose. Yes. I love that. By the way, Josette is not her real name. That is... Yeah, of course. So just, yeah. Okay. And I, I'm really delighted with this outcome. Just amazed. Um, but fair warning, it doesn't always turn yeah. out this way. Yeah. So be alert and follow your best internal compass. Protecting yourself from further abuse is your highest priority. And notice that she said what she said over the phone, which is a safe distance. And then you can not answer your phone. You can, you know, screen it through your partner. Yeah. You can take care of yourself. So all of that. And if and um, if it doesn't, if it doesn't work out this way, again, you have stood up and you're living your authentic life. Yes. And there are people, we say that to kids sometimes, you know, if your parents won't accept you, we will. Yes. You know, that's right. There are, there is chosen family out there. There are people out there who do and will love you and affirm you for exactly who you are. Yes. And I, interestingly, right, right after I got this one, I got another one from somebody else saying the same thing. And I sent him this um, without the names and, and, he did, said the same thing to his mother. She was so abusive in her words, et cetera. And she stood down. And, and wow. so I thought, okay, this, is, this has broader application, which I hoped it did. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's why but, we're talking about it today. Yeah. But I think that's what's possible when we break free from the codependence and we say, I will no longer play the part in the script that you handed me. Mm. I'm a different person than that part you assigned. And her grandparents didn't die of a heart attack. Who knew? Well, we knew. And her mom's panic attacks, they will subside if they haven't already. Because it was all an imagination. It was all fear masquerading as truth. But it wasn't truth. And when you expose those lies, when you open up that box, all heaven breaks loose. That Mm. was Rob's line, which I love. Mm. It's so true. Yeah. So that's be, that's be really stand up for yourself. Yeah, you know. You and when our daughter Annie first came out, you know, one of the things I said to her is that I just want you to love and be loved for who you are. Yes. And parents out there who are listening, and I know there are many of you here. If you're still struggling in this, isn't that what we want? Yeah. Don't we want our children to live their authentic lives? Yes. You know. I mean, I know that if you're an age that we are, there's a lot of years that we that we had growing up that we're trying to meet other people's standards and be yeah. this way and pretend to be that way and whatever it is in school or as an adult, whatever. Yeah. And, and we don't want that for our kids to to play that kind of game. And what that's really to me, that's my ultimate dream. I want our five kids to live their authentic lives, to love and be loved for who they are. Yes, as they are. So. Great job, by the way, Susan, mm. on that. Oh, awesome. Thank you. And Josette, you know who you are. Josette, um, so um, happy for you. Yeah, great job, too. Um, if you would like to connect with us, uh, you can do that again through freedhearts.org. You can always email us at hello at freedhearts.org or podcast at freedhearts.org if you have questions or anything about something that we've said or suggestions or or, or things you'd like us to talk about here on the podcast, 
And I wanted to say this um, again, we talked about it a couple of ep- um, episodes ago, but if not many people know this, but Susan does a very small number, select number of personal counseling. Her time is very limited, and but she does that on a very limited, very select basis. And a lot of people that you do that for, Susan, yeah. are people like this. Yes. Uh, and so if you would and like... parents too. And yes. yes, and parents too, who are going through this, dealing with this. Yeah. Um, if you would like to talk to Susan about that, just email her, susan at freedhearts.org. And again, be patient with that because... It is a very limited, very select number that she has available on that. Yep. So Susan at freedhearts.org. Okay. Um, that was awesome. <laughs> yes. That's that's really cool. That's that gives me goosey feelings. Aww, and I, I, know, I, I love, love that. I'm so yeah. happy. Yeah. Again, this was a great response, but it doesn't always happen this way. But this response, honestly, it's kind of a bonus because uh, Josette did what she needed to do. She stood up for herself. She lived true to who she was. She protected herself from further abuse. And when you do that, what happens is you have a profound peace and joy. It's part of freeing your heart to love and be loved as you are for who you are. Regardless of the outcome, you have that. You have that peace and that joy and that strength that come from knowing that you stood up for yourself and you're living true to who you are. And that's what you deserve. That's what you deserve because it serves you well. Yes. And you deserve that because why, Susan? Because you are... Loved. You are beloved. You are beloved. Yes. Thank you for listening. We love you all. We love you all. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Would it be okay... If I were to tell you that I am afraid someday, so I call you up and you call me down, would it be okay? You've been listening to the Freed Hearts Podcast. We have extensive resources and vibrant community for you at www.freedhearts.org. Just come say hello. And if you have questions or issues or comments about the podcast, things you'd like us to talk about, reach out to us at podcast at freedhearts.org. The music is provided by Hannah Cottrell, our daughter, the Grammy-nominated Saint Sinner, and you can find out more about her at heystsinner.com. Please share this, subscribe, and follow on your favorite platform, and thanks for listening.